day. Um, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Um, I wanted to jump in here real quick to talk about GameStop. Uh, GameStop's, GameStop stock <coughs> has been doing some really interesting things, um, just the kind of things that make us nerdy financial academics really curious. Uh, right now, GameStop is um, is in the middle of what is called a short squeeze, where the stock price has done backflips unlike anything that is happening anywhere else in the market. Uh, GameStop actually literally went up about 400% this month. Uh, GameStop stock didn't just rise at an enormous rate, but it rose due to no fundamentals at all in terms of uh, real valuation for the company. So we're going to break some of this down on the Black Financial Channel. Those of you watching on Instagram, it looks like they're going to cut me off in a minute. <clears throat> for some reason, I'm having trouble with my Instagram. So if you want to watch the rest of this conversation, go to theblackfinancialchannel.com, theblackfinancialchannel.com. So uh, I'm going to have to cut you guys down because this thing is um, is not working so well. So uh, I'll see you soon, uh, B1. All right, so uh, here's the thing. All right, so um, here's the deal. All right, so as far as GameStop, uh, a lot of you have asked me about it because GameStop is probably the most interesting stock right now in the stock market universe. Um, the company, <coughs> the company stock has risen 400% this month, uh, 400%. Uh, you could have bought GameStop. Uh, it's $120 right now. You could have bought GameStop for $17, uh, just a couple months ago. Uh, let's see here. Uh, actually, sorry, not a couple months ago. Scratch that. Two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, you could have bought GameStop for, uh, it looks like 1808. It traded for $18.08 on January 7th. Now GameStop is trading at $121 a share. Uh, give me a yes or no if you are aware of, of what's going on with GameStop. It's a really fascinating story, and I had to jump in here and talk about it. I'm going to share my screen so you guys can see what I see. So this is GameStop. So you see here it's at $128. Uh, you can see this month it's gone up 485%. The market value of the company has, has skyrocketed. In the last five days, it's gone up 200%. Today, it's gone up 59%. The last six months, 2,963%. You could have bought it for um, $4.33 on August 10th, which is just a few months ago. Seems like an eternity ago, but that was actually toward the end of the COVID uh, crisis that we're in. If you waited till, say, if you waited till, you know, after Thanksgiving or right before Christmas, you could have bought it for uh, $13.85. Now, a uh, bunch of crazy white boys on Reddit have driven the price up to $123. And the reason I say it that way is because uh, the this price movement is artificial. It's completely artificial. Um, there is nothing about the fundamentals of this company that states that this stock should be where it is. This, this movement is so dramatic that it's probably prompting some sort of SEC investigation. Uh, it will probably put uh, outlets like Reddit um, on the radar of the Securities and Exchange Commission. Um, because they, they, they've clearly shown this ability, this odd, odd ability to move the entire market. Um, this is driven by retail investors. Um, we refer to them as the fish in the market. The fish meaning that they're new, not that they're stupid, but that they're new. And, uh, and, and in poker, I'm a poker player. And the thing about a fish in poker is that fi, fi, a fishy player in poker is a person that plays with a whole lot of confidence. And they're slinging chips around and they're not paying attention to the fundamentals because they haven't gone through anything. They've never gotten their butts handed to them. They've never been body slammed uh, from their stupidity. So they just don't know any better. They're like newborn babies touching the stove. And then in poker, you also have the sharks. Just like investing, you have the fish and you have the sharks. 
So if you are a shark, which I would say that I'm in the shark category, I have a PhD in this stuff, so I assume that that makes me sharkish. You're watching the fish and you're thinking, okay, these fish are going to cough up a whole lot of money. Well, these fish are about to, they're going to be vomiting dollar bills and money will be all over the floor. Anybody, any poker players in here? If you play any poker, let me know if you know what I'm talking about. Because uh, I'm a good poker player. I've won some big tournaments and stuff like that. I, but I, but not because I don't like gambling. Gambling's bad. I don't think gambling's good for you. But I love strategy, math, and psychology, which is really what poker is about. If you play it at the highest levels, it's a lot like chess. A lot of chess players become poker players because it's very similar. And the thing about investing is, I watch this thing going on with GameStop. What I see is a situation where this stock price has clearly moved beyond its fundamental value. There's nothing in the fundamentals of GameStop. GameStop is a company that has been bleeding money for months, uh, really for years, uh, but definitely for months because of COVID. Remember, because GameStops are in the mall, right? Who's going to the mall to buy video games in a pandemic? Nobody does that. I got a um, Xbox, PlayStation, something, one of those two things in the other room. And whenever we want a new game, we download it off the internet. We don't go to GameStop anymore. <laughs> I have a 17-year-old who plays video games all day long. Never once has he said, hey, let's take a trip to GameStop. No, he doesn't do that. He gets on the internet and downloads his games. So GameStop is not a company of the future. It's a company of the past. They are the blockbuster of video game sales companies. But for some reason, GameStop has become a battleground, an economic battleground, where there's this crazy back and forth where apparently somebody just got offended by the fact that there are these short sellers out here. Short sellers meaning people that are selling the stock and then they're going to buy it back later because they are bearish on the future of the company. They believe the company is going to go down, so they short sell, uh, which another way to short sell when you don't have as much cash as cash would might be to buy a put. But short selling is, is, is a, li a little more raw where you sell the stock and then you buy it back later. You sell high and you buy low because that's how you make your profit. So apparently th this group on Reddit, um, I forgot, I don't have the name of the group in front of me, but this group on Reddit, they just decided, hey, we don't like these short sellers. So we're going to go and we're going to uh, push them into what they call short squeezes. We're going to buy, 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 like almost like sending troops to the front lines in the military to die, like getting all your soldiers killed so you can go and attack the, the front line, even though you, you, you don't you know that they're going to get they're going to probably die. So they're sending all these buyers in like an army to buy the stock to push the price up to make these short sellers lose money. And then what happens is it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You see, the stock market has a weird thing where it'll melt up and it melts down. A melt up might occur when you have what they call a short squeeze. And here's what here's what's happening. I'll break it down for you real quick. Short sellers are trying to sell and sell high and buy low. But what if you sell the stock at, say, 50 and the stock goes up to 70, 80, 90? Well, you got to buy that stock back. Every buy needs to sell. Every sell needs to buy. Just like every 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 mommy needs a daddy to make a baby. Every daddy needs a mommy, right? So every sell must be matched with a buy. So you sold at 50. You got to buy it back. So if it goes to 60, 70, 80, eventually you say, ooh, I'm getting nervous. I don't want to I don't want to buy too high because I'm going to lose too much money. So what do you do? You go in and you buy when it hits 80 or 90. Well, the more you buy a stock, the higher the price goes. So that the short squeeze actually causes the market to melt up. So what these Reddit investors are doing, these fish, I'm going to call them fish cuz they cuz they funny to watch, man. It's great to watch. It's very interesting. So the fish are buying buying buying, pushing the price up and they're causing the short squeezes which is pushing the price up further. So therefore, you have this really extraordinary movement in GameStop stock 
of 400% in a month that's driven just by this crazy speculative frenzy. And here's the thing. The Sharks, like there's a guy that uh, one of the founders of Facebook, uh, he's Indian. I don't have his name in front of me, but he's a billionaire. He's loving it. He, he said, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, we bought some call options on, on, games, on GameStop. <laughs> we think it's a great thing to buy, right? He says it on Twitter. GameStop stock goes up even further. It goes up 59% in a day. He, he rakes in another $100 million. He's raking in another 50 to $100 million because he bought those call options, right? Now, let me tell you what, um, what, what I'm seeing here uh, with, with all of this. First of all, this is not sustainable. Right? Anytime there's been a speculative frenzy in the market, it can't last forever. That's like... Uh, if you see your friends, uh, first of all, don't say no to drugs. Don't don't do drugs. But if you see your friends high on crack, you should know that they're they're not gonna stay high. You can't stay high forever, right? It doesn't work, right? You eventually they're gonna come down. So basically, the market that particular segment of the market is high on crack. It can't stay high forever. Game stock stock is gonna pop like a balloon. Eventually, the price is gonna plummet. It's gonna drop back to earth. Superman uh, will eventually have to take off the cape. Eventually, the Incredible Hulk is going to get tired, and he's not going to be big and green and strong. He's going to be, you know, tired. He's going to break down to a tiny little scrawny man with torn up clothes and, and who's exhausted and muddy and doesn't know how he got there, right? Eventually, the party comes to an end. So this Incredible Hulk stock that's been sort of injected with financial steroids is eventually going to decline and going to plummet. Um, but here's the thing. If you understand investing, I believe that there are ways to still make money from this. Uh, the shark make money from the fish. Uh, a lot of fish are going to get body slammed. They're in here buying the stock at $120 a share, which which is ridiculous and crazy. But the only time, only way that that's not ridiculous and crazy is if you remember that fundamental principle of buy low, sell high. So uh, one method that I've seen people use in a situation like this is uh, if you go look at the options activity on this stock, the price of the call options are ridiculously insane. The options premium, usually the, the, the amount of a call option, if you go say, uh, 10%, uh, pick a strike price that's 10% above the current price. A, if you look at the, the value of the options premium, it might be, if you're lucky, 5% of the stock price, maybe 3%, maybe 7%. The, for, for GameStop, that same scenario, it's not 3% or 5%. It's like, like 35%, right? <clears throat> Which means that, here's my point, here's what I'm getting at. With all these kids, they're not just buying the stock. They're buying the options. And when they're pushing up the value of the options, that means that the price of the options on the market are very high. So I'm not a guy that's going to get in the game and gamble with you, but I will sell you the call options. I will say, wow, okay, so everybody wants these options the same way you, you have a, a store where everybody wants the new Jordans. So you're like, okay, so you're really crazy enough to pay $800 for a pair of Jordans? Well, let me go buy some Jordans for, for $200 and I'm going to come back and I'm going to sell you that $800 pair of Jordans. That's kind of what a shark might do. So I'm not telling anybody what to do in all of this. I'm telling you how it's going to end. It's not going to end well. It's gonna, the bubble's going to pop. Also, instead of the melt up, you're going to have the equivalent in, in the other direction, except you'll have a meltdown. Uh, remember, a lot of Robinhood traders, retail investors, are investing on margin. One of the things that Robinhood does that pushes up prices is they don't just attract a lot of young investors who are what we call uninformed investors, but they also borrow. They get a lot of margin. Well, the problem with that, though, is that once that bubble pops and the price starts dropping, 
Well, then you start getting margin calls, which means that they, they, they hit up that 24 year old and they say, hey, dude, you got to put another five grand in your in your account or you were going to sell your stock. Well, he's like, hey, hey, but I, I don't I don't have five grand, man. I thought the stock was going to go up, dude. What are you talking about? Right. And then next thing you know, the Robinhood app goes in and says, OK, no problem. We're going to sell your stock. Well, that's happening millions of times across the country. And this is what's going to happen when the stock market crashes. It's going to crash. Just so you know. I just want to make this clear. Give, give me a yes or no if you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. The stock market is definitely going to crash, but that does not mean you can't enjoy the party while it's ha- while it's popping, right? The party will eventually end. There's going to be lots of tears. There might even be some blood. You might find a dead body on the floor in the other room after the police arrive, but that doesn't mean you can't still enjoy the music and have a couple of drinks because right now you're in the middle of a massive financial party. There's a massive bubble where prices are being pushed beyond their fundamental levels. People are not rational in those situations. Alan Greenspan, the former chairman of the Federal Reserve, wrote a book describing this. He calls this irrational exuberance. Right now, everyone's crazy. Everyone's overconfident. Everybody thinks they're a stock market expert because everybody's making money. This too shall pass. It will come to an end. But that doesn't mean that you sit on the sideline waiting for the world to come to waiting for the world to 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 end in a bloody apocalypse. It doesn't mean that you sit back in, in, in fear. It means that you can cautiously be cautiously optimistic and cautiously enjoy the party. So, no, you don't go into the bathroom and and, and, and snort whatever's in, in so-and-so's cup because everybody else is doing it. It doesn't mean you need to go down and lay down with five hookers that they got in the bedroom that are serving up tricks and favors. No, it means that you can still enjoy the music and have a couple drinks and say, wow, this is a really great party. I'm really having a good time. I think I'm going to dance a little bit because the party is coming to an end and it's going to end badly. I just want to make sure that that's fundamentally clear so that when it does end, you can go back and look at this video and say, yep, yep, Dr. Boy said the party was going to end. The other party, ooh, it's getting bad now, right? So, so that's my point. So with GameStop, what I believe with the GameStop stock is that this is uh, fascinating to observe that a Reddit group of retail investors, a lot of 20-somethings uh, who don't know anything about finances, can actually push a stock price out of whack like that. But what tends to occur is that at some point, the fundamentals start mattering again. And a lot of people are seeing dynamics in the market right now that are very similar to the dot-com crash that happened in the year 2000. But remember, after the crashes are over, the world rebuilds itself and the world continues to move on. Crypto crashed in 2017. Now Bitcoin's at 34, 35,000, right? The stock market has crashed many times, but it's better. You you were in love at one point and got dumped and, your, and got your heart broken, but you picked yourself up and you kept moving on and then you found somebody else to have sex with. So stop thinking that a crash is the end of the world. A crash is not the end of the world. It is part of the process. It is, as uh, they said in The Lion King, it is the circle of life, right? Okay, so get that. I can't sing, but y'all to get the point. It's the circle of life. So so uh, keep an eye on this. Uh, feel free to watch it. Um, I'd be very careful about it if you touch it, if you do decide to jump in. Um, I, I actually kind of had some fun with it, actually. I actually sold some call options at a really high price and made a lot of money really fast. In this situation, you get your, you grab your money bag and you run. You don't hang out. And this is not a, a price you would buy GameStop as a long-term investment. This is more of a trade, not an investment. So traders are having fun with this, but, uh, but I think it's all kind of messy. And I think it's going to also drive greater regulatory scrutiny from the Securities and Exchange Commission because they have a whole new set of dynamics to deal with before uh, before COVID, actually, and before Robinhood, 
retail investors, individual investors, uninformed investors, you know, 20 somethings with, without that much money couldn't really move the market like this. Now, the fact that they can move segments of the market in this way is going to cause them to probably come up with regulations to kind of monitor that a little bit. So I know I'm monitoring it because I think it's really fun to watch. So anyway, I got to go, guys. Um, if you want a free copy of my book, It Takes a Village to Raise the Bar, go to allblackeconomics.com. Uh, that that URL is right there. And also, I want to remind everybody that uh, this weekend, Lene Javette is hosting the Women of Wealth Weekend. So if you are a woman that has an interest in making money uh, with an online class, maybe setting up a side hustle for your business or love money and relationships, there are over 20 female experts on all areas of business and money and relationships and everything else. And so the Women of Wealth Weekend is happening uh, the weekend of January 30th. So you can go to womenofwealthweekend.com. That's Women of Wealth weekend.com. So please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button on your way out. I'm out of here. I'm going to go take my nap. I hope you guys have a good day and I hope you make a trillion dollars. Talk to you later. Peace.